The bar is open. We're at a new location, and I'm Jack. And I'm Dacry. Welcome back to the Jack and Dacry Show, girls. On this week's episode, we are drinking a um, premium cocktail called Raising Atticus. <laughs> um, we're both very scared. Yeah. Here, Cheers. Here. Cheers. Fuck. Oh, my God. Mm. Fuck. Nope. You know what? <laughs> oh my god. Better than what I was expecting. She kicks you in your in your throat. Oh shit. <laughs> She's a warm one. So uh-huh. obviously we'll get more into it during um at the bar. However, I will Ooh. just go ahead and say this is by far the strongest cocktail I have made on this show as uh-huh. of yet. Um, it's a sipper. Yeah, you definitely do not. Stiff. Yeah, this is Father God. Dacry will be drunk in five minutes. I actually think I'm already tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm starting to, to like have double vision, so we'll be sipping this as the show goes along. Hopefully, I don't pass out. Um, so. Um, I feel like the majority of the time I only have work stuff to share. Um, so I'll start there. Um, work has been improving little by little. Like I, I find myself less and less anxious about the task at hand. I'm like, okay, like I know what I have to do. I'm like changing things to be a little bit better here and there, whatever. Um, I have some really great news to share. My least favorite student in the school year this year transferred hallelujah to a new school or classroom No, a new school (laughs) the little nigga is gone now um i'm going to make up a name for him not drink related because he's a minor um oh let's call him shirley temple right yeah non-alcoholic beverage (laughs) um so shirley temple is the bane of my existence was was past tense the bane of my existence um one of the most smart mouth little bastard ass kids i've ever met in my entire fucking Mm. life was always saying something back to somebody grown <laughs> and was always like, he's, he, he's a very smart child. Okay. Very, very smart. But he's we that, love that. He's that kind of smart where it's like, I also really want attention for being smart. And so if you don't call on me for every single question, mm-hmm. I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to make your life miserable. So uh, Shirley Temple would be in the classroom fully like, shouting over other students who were answering questions because he couldn't take that out of the 20 kids that I had, I didn't call on him exclusively. Yeah. Um, was always getting phone calls home, was getting always yanked out of school because his mom was pissed off about whatever the fuck. Well, Shirley Temple jumped on somebody at the beginning of this, uh, of this week um, during library class. Jumped on like fighting? Assaulted a student. Oh, shit. And... Sorry, smelling the drink is <laughs> its making it hard to breathe. Yeah, your boy's taking a little bit of a break because, yeah, damn. There's like a lot going on suddenly. So this apparently happened like during library class or whatever the fuck. Um, I don't know what happened specifically, but there was some verbal altercation between him and another student. And he just jumped on him and started like putting hands on. And so the- Full on wailing on this full kid. Full on. That was Tuesday. The next day. He didn't get kicked out? I came into work, and he's still not there. And 
somebody said to me, oh, did you know that Shirley Temple got transferred? I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have never felt such a, rough, a rush of endorphins oh wave can cascade over my body. No, like, as an educator, I do love all children. However, some kids don't want to be fucking loved. Some kids, they just, like, they want to be a menace to society. Yeah. So, here's to fucking Shirley Temple. God bless you. Hope you're somebody else's fucking headache now. So, it seemed like after he left, or was forcibly removed, rather, um, my class, uh, my time with his particular class just became so much smoother. Mm. Like... Everybody's paying attention. Everybody's participating. Nobody's getting into any kind of fucking arguments. Yeah. All because Shirley Temple's gone, right? <laughs> Good riddance to him. Um, other than that, been getting a lot of fucking parent phone calls because, well, because Mr. Jones said that I did this, but I didn't really do that. And then I call the parents and then, and then they're like, oh, no, I fully believe you. I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, mm. right. I didn't fucking think so, right? Um, these kids this year, I really do think that Overall, their behavior is a whole lot better. However, there's a maturity thing about them that the other class didn't have, the last year's class didn't have. Like, these feel like baby-ass baby kids, mm -hmm. which is cute sometimes, but then it's like, why are you crying because I asked you to sit down? That literally has happened. I feel like that's just how kids are nowadays. They're soft. They're not, It's not even soft. It's just like they're almost like, this is going to sound so bad. It's like they're over-emotional. Like they don't know, like no. They don't know how to process their emotions. No, like if, like if somebody takes their marker instead of being like, "Can I have my marker back?" or being like, "Hey, Mr. Jones, they took my marker." They're just like, <sighs> and that's their no, first instinct. Literally, I had an incident exactly like that. Yeah. At the end of class, no, she took my colored pencils. Who gives a mother fuck? Right. I told the little nigga to his face today. I was like, "I'll give you two quarters if it means that much to you." God damn. Exactly. But we're in that part of the school year now where, you know, the charm of the newness has worn off. Mm -hmm. And now I just have to grit my teeth a lot of times. Sit down. That <laughs> that type of thing, right? They know it's going to, like, this is an everyday thing. Now. Oh, yeah. And, like, I have told the kids several times, like, don't let the colorful clothes fool you. <laughs> I have told them that several times. Like, <laughs> don't think that because Mr. Jones be wearing pink pants to school that I, I won't clown on you in this yep. school building so um honestly just kind of been adjusting to like everybody's personalities being out but it's it's been it's been all right like the the anxiety from a couple weeks ago has really sort of subsided now and i'm more so just like okay let's fucking get busy um other than that um i finished uh another song on my album which is not yet done or yet titled <laughs> um but i do know that because i just finished this most recent one i now have one fourth of the album done nice um, i'm hoping to get another three songs done before 2022 is over um and then we'll see what 2023 brings us if we can make it that far um, okay but that's that's been pretty much it for me this week yeah, so me, um, nothing crazy. Um, works good. Um, getting everything situated at the new place still. Um, I did take off a day of work yesterday because my shorty had the day off, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna go into work either. I'm just gonna hang right. out with you. So we kind of just hung out yesterday. We like went to the mall and had lunch, Come you on, know, and 
Yeah, so it's very. I was given a lot of Ferris Bueller, you know, right, a right. personal hero of mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, everything's been about the same. Uh, football season started. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, last <laughs> last week was the uh, we did a quick little show because we had a game. Yes, and uh, we also have a game tonight. Chiefs are playing tonight. Is the only difference from last week. Yeah, and, so uh, we're on a we're on a bit of a time limit. Time limit yeah. right now. Dakery's <laughs> watching the whole game. Yeah, um, he got a jersey on right now. Um, <laughs> Much love to Austin Mahomes. You are very fine. <laughs> However, <laughs> outside of that scope, you know who loves the Chiefs? My Ooh. fucking mom. Really? My mom loves the Chiefs. Ooh. Be like watching the football games like, yeah, run the ball. And I'm like, when do you watch football? See, she needs to come on the show. We could sit down and have a, a conversation about football. I do not football. want my mother anywhere near the Jack and Daiquiri show. I'm going to come over. I'm just going to pop up. <laughs> Be like, hey, girl, you watching football today? She's like, yeah. Like, the right. funny thing about the dynamic of this show is I feel like my mom fully knows how foul of a mouth that I have. Like, she knows. She's never heard me say anything, mm -hmm. but she knows. Yeah. And my mom knows that I smoke a lot of weed because mm. I'm very up, up front about it. Yeah. She does not know that I make cocktails each week. And she does not know quite how strong the Raising Atticus is. Yeah. Um, My body temperature is raising steadily here. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I feel like we should start with the sad news first. Um, PNB Rock um, did pass away yesterday um, mm -hmm. as a result of a shooting, I believe, is the, the story that, that they're going with right now. Yep. Armed, it was an armed robbery. So, like, it, uh, first off, it was really shocking because PNB is one of those people that, like, you never hear any, you never heard anything about him. Like, you never heard, oh, he has this allegation against him. Oh, he was out here at this club and he had to get pulled out or whatever the fuck. No, PNB Rock made his music, got his checks, mm -hmm. and minded his business. You yep. know what I mean? And he really, he was not this figure in hip-hop that everybody was like, oh my God, like, he has to go or whatever. So it, it really was kind of a gut punch to be like, God damn, he's, he's gone. And not just that he's gone, he got murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was tough. It, um, so this is, it was honestly shocking because just like you were saying, he's not one of those artists that's in a bunch of shit mm -hmm. or like, I wouldn't even say he's really that street personally. Not really. Um, but so the backstory to it is that apparently, um, what I've been seeing just on, you know, Twitter and, and TikTok, outlets. things yeah. like that. Los Angeles is known for like if you're a famous person, especially these rappers yeah. going out to L.A., you need to have there's certain protocols that you have to follow out there, I guess. There's certain protocols for everyone, which I've heard. But apparently his girl that he was, I guess that's his girl. They were at Roscoe's yes. Chicken and Waffles. Apparently niggas hit up roscoe's all the time like if a famous person is there they're like oh we going there i mean and niggas it's, be at roscoe's regardless regardless yeah but it's i even heard a guy he was like some la like og type shit but he was like you don't go to that roscoe's if you're pnb rock he's like you don't go to that roscoe's if you're up you know if you have this amount of wealth if you're gonna be wearing a fucking four hundred thousand dollar chain right like right. don't go there or if yeah. you're gonna go to these places stop telling Niggas where y'all are where at you are, yeah. because niggas are watching you. Yeah. 
And that was the thing. Like, his girl posted, we're at Roscoe's, and then literally, like, 20 minutes later, niggas run up in there trying to take something from him, kill his ass. Yeah, um, it's, um, I think the, the piece of it that I've been seeing the most, first off, Nicki Minaj inserted herself into this whole thing. I love her. Because, I don't, um, <laughs> I or her pedophile-ass husband, mm. but Nicki got on Twitter and was basically like, he was so dumb for posting his location, like, why would he do some stupid shit like that? I thought she called his girl dumb, not him. She called both of them dumb uh, because they were both posting their location. It wasn't just a girl. They both mm. were on IG like, oh, I'm, I'm at Roscoe's or whatever. So it was this whole like, <sighs> he shouldn't have done that type thing. And it's like, mm-hmm, I get it. I really do understand what you're saying. It's a little early to be talking about that. Don't you think it's too soon? Yeah. Like, whether or not, whether or not he, you know, posted information about where he was at. Somebody still lost their father. Yeah. Somebody still lost their boyfriend, you know, baby daddy, whatever the relationship was. Like, somebody still lost their son. Why as black people do we got to be boyfriend or baby daddy? Who knows? It's one of the two. Who knows what their relationship (laughs) was? My thing is like, dog, what I hate whenever the like such and such black person got murdered conversation comes up, it's always this like... Well, we have to stop killing one another. We got to stop doing this. We got to stop doing that. And I'm like, I I really do get it. But, like, it's a systemic issue that this shit is happening, dog. Like, See, I just feel like it's, it's hating ass shit. Like, niggas would rather, and I mean this, when I say niggas, I mean niggas. Like, black, black people, people. Right. Would rather go and gank somebody's shit rather than working to get that. Because we are not, I don't even know. We're so programmed as black people to be in competition with every nigga we see. Of course. We can't just be like, oh, that's my bro. I want him to do good. Mm -hmm. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, that's another black man. I just want him to be good. You you see, oh, that nigga got a chain. I want it. I want it. Of course. And instead of working towards it or anything, Mm -hmm. you just go and take. Yeah, yeah. That's That's the biggest problem. This is lame as fuck. This dude died for no reason. I For agree. literally no reason. This shit is so lame to me, bro. Because it's like, you're telling me I can't go to L.A. Come on. And, and wear a fucking chain. I can't if get I, chicken if I, and waffles. I can't wear a certain hat because y'all got gang shit. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, obviously, I'm not no fucking gang. Like, the shit is so backwards and so olden days. Like, OGs literally being like, oh, yeah, if you come out here, don't wear this. Don't wear that. Nigga, like, if I got red shoes on and I could die from that Come shit, on. that is Come on. stupid as hell. No, it's dumb. It, it really, really is. And, you know, obviously there is a conversation to be had about, like, what we as a black community can be doing to help one another. I'm all for that. I just feel like, yes, we are very conditioned to, like, the pretty, pretty, shiny, shiny things. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we are conditioned to you know, have this envy towards one another. But it's like, who conditioned us (laughs) is my question all the time. I'm like, yes, the conditioning exists. No, it does not exist out of a vacuum. Mm -hmm. It was crafted. This fucking, all of this shit is created by who? White people. Well, yeah, from day one. I mean, hell, if this is 1820. Come on. Daiquiri's in the house and I'm in the field. Yeah. 
like dead ass. And I mean, the only reason I could maybe get in the house is because a nigga is talented. You know, I'd have been up there singing, doing some type of shit. Right. But I still would have been outside. So it's this thing of like, I I get the gun violence thing. I, I do. I swear to God, I get it. Yeah. But at some point, we have to stop. Like, at some point, we have to stop having the same conversation about, well, we have to stop killing each other. We have to stop doing this to each other. And we have to look outward and who have put who, who has put us in the cage yeah. in the first goddamn place. But, I mean, we also do have to look like this was reported because he's famous. He's a rapper. Sure. Niggas kill niggas for less. Yeah, they all do. All the time. They do. All the time. Um, they Black people kill black people all the time. I will also say, though, white people kill white people all the time. Asian people kill Asian people all the time. Yes. Latinos kill Latinos all the time. The only difference is it only gets reported on the news if it's, quote, unquote, black on black violence. Right. right? Which. Or if you're famous. Or if you're famous. Right. So I think personally, you niggas are disgusting for not even letting PNB's body get cold in the ground first. Before you start being like, oh, why was he posting on Instagram about eating chicken and waffles at Roscoe? I heard his girl took out a life insurance. Jesus Christ. Policy on him like a week before type Really? Yeah, I saw a TikTok today where they're like, it was a video of like a conversation, but you can edit text. Sure. But it basically was like, hey, we're going to be here in 15 minutes. I'm going to post on my story and then y'all like run up. And I looked at it, I'm like, this seems very far-fetched. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. But at the same time, like, you you never sure. know. You're right. I mean, so, there could be some credence to it. But I, I really just wanted to start the show out, like, with, like, condolences to PNB Rock's family. Like, yeah, that shit sucks, Much man. love to PNB Rock. Like, you, for, between the years, like, 2012 to 2015, were, like, very instrumental in how hip-hop was functioning. So. I'm selfish. Like. <laughs> PNB Rock had hits. Yo, my shorty loves that song. We play that one all the time. So rest in peace, PNB Rock. Um, and niggas, stop hating on other niggas. If you want something, just go work for it, man. I'm tired of this <laughs> shit. That's that's the biggest message. Niggas, stop hating. If I see a nigga that got something I want, I'll be like, damn, maybe I need to work a little bit harder. Also, damn the white man for putting us in the ghetto. <laughs> That's my message. Stop banging over chicken sandwiches. Fuck the white man for putting us in the ghetto <laughs> next to the chop suey joint, right? Um, okay. What else? Oh, I got this one. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, how how's it start out? Oh, do 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 Oh, what song is that? What the song seaweed is, that? is getting greener. Oh, the mermaid is really black. Under the sea. But we don't give a fuck. We don't. The white give a people fuck. are being whack. So <laughs> If you haven't seen, uh, Disney has released the new trailer for the live action uh, remake of the classic film, The Little Mermaid. Um, This time it is starring Halle Bailey as um, the titular character, The Little Mermaid, Ariel. Um, And she's, you know, a black. (laughs) And um, it's also got all kinds of other different multicultural girls. David Diggs is playing Sebastian the Crab. Uh, Aquafina's punk ass is playing a bird, which is just so fitting. Um, They've got um, some Latino man playing uh, King Trident, which it really, the cast is giving, the casting is giving uh, 
that one version of Cinderella where Brandy was Cinderella oh, yeah. and Whitney Houston was the fairy godmother, mm-hmm. but there was also like an Asian man and a white person. And the like, dad was white. Everything was just very multicultural. So I will say when the trailer came out, I started crying immediately and I don't even fucking like Little Mermaid like that. I think Little Mermaid is somewhere near the bottom of my like favorite Disney movies of all time. Mm-hmm. However, Halle Bailey can sing her black ass off. So when she hit that fucking uh, part of your world note at the end, I was weeping. But of course, niggas can't have anything. No. Because white people stay hating. So what happened 30 seconds after the trailer dropped? An uproar. Just the biggest crybaby fest I've ever seen in my lifetime. That is still currently going on. Girl, they are up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and Grindr. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's not mythologically accurate that Ariel is black. Because if you look at the mythos, blah, blah, And they really should be true to form because of the... Mermaids. This is a film... Mermaid. If you've never seen The Little Mermaid before, first off, if you don't know what a mermaid is, I'll walk you through it. A mermaid is a mythological, the word mythological here meaning fake, meaning it's made up. Mm-hmm. It is a mythological creature whereby a creature is half human and half fish. Okay? <laughs> so, with that in mind, that's just context about what a mermaid is. The Little Mermaid is about a half fish, half lady creature whose best friend is a flounder. <laughs> and her conscience is a Jamaican crab. <laughs> Red Jamaican crab. Um, so, and they talk, BT dubs. They talk and sing songs. It's a fantasy film, girls. It yeah. doesn't exist. The amount of TikToks I've seen of just sweaty white hogs getting online, being like, well, if you look at the the mythology of the mermaid, girl, 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 they're, they're suddenly pressed about how the Little Mermaid is culturally a Scandinavian uh, uh, folklore tale or some shit like yeah. that. Ariel wasn't fucking Scandinavian, dog. Wipe it out of your monkey ass yeah i have never seen this shit before all of this oh my god did you who cares my nigga it is a children's film about a fish (laughs) who wants to suck dick (laughs) wait (laughs) oh gross she wanted to suck eric's dick so bad It's a film about a fish who wants to suck human pee-pee. <laughs> Blow it out of your fucking ass. I've just, I think it is insane that, and it's its only white people that have a problem. They're so like, it's like, wouldn't you have better things to do? And it's not like it's, these are adults. The Little Mermaid came out in like the 90s. Like early 90s. Right. So everybody that has an opinion about it is literally old. Our age, if not older, come on, with kids of their own now or not, and they're just like, well, this isn't accurate to the original and all this other shit. And I'm like, yeah, but 
It's also 2022, and it's a story about a fucking mermaid. Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. This is a, a fictional thing. It is not, because I've, I've seen this thing today. Somebody was like, um, okay, well, let's do a live action remake of Mulan and replace her with a white woman and see how you feel about it. Skirt, skirt. Y'all do that all the time in movies. First off, that. Second off, Mulan is a film in which the race of the people involved is actually culturally relevant here. White people didn't have the fucking Ming Dynasty. No. It doesn't make sense. You get to race swap the people in uh, fairy tale films in which the race of the people is not relevant. Yeah. Which is why you were able to make a remake of Cinderella with Brandy as Cinderella. And nobody batted an eye. Well, there wasn't social media back then. There wasn't social... You're so right. There wasn't social media. Yeah, so there probably was yeah. an uproar from them old-ass white ladies when it came out in the 40s. They're like, no! Blow it out of your fuck. I just am so like... I don't get... It's like... I, I've seen so many videos now to the point where I'm just like, do y'all have nothing better to do? Come on, dog. How does this affect you? Like, how does The Little Mermaid being black change your life from the day the trailer dropped to now. It doesn't. Clock into your day job. Like, go beat your dick. Like, it's weird. It's so weird. And like, we get it. it I would rather just people just say, I'm racist and I would rather see a little white girl f under the water than a black girl. black people. Yeah, it's not that hard. You don't have to do some deep dive into, well, if they're in water and you're deep under the sea, there's no way you could be black because your skin would be... Shut the fuck up. Like, you really went that deep. I say I hate white people all the time. And <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> I don't say that. I don't hesitate about it. Like, it, I don't feel any 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 bones about anything. <laughs> if you have a problem with it, you can email us at jackanddaiquiripodcast at gmail.com. But, like, what I'm saying is <laughs> you can simply say I hate niggers and I don't want to see a monkey playing a mermaid. Yeah. Because all of this, like, pretending like you care about mythology all of a sudden in Scandinavian or Swedish culture yeah. or whatever, the black fuck. Whatever. Keep it. Keep it. Nobody's interested. I will be buying tickets to go see The Little Mermaid. Well, yeah. And I think for me, as, like, a parent Come on, of a little black, of a black girl. child. This would be so dope because she's seen the original, I'm sure. We've never watched together. We watch more of the Pixar ones. Right. But of, like... Her time, like she'll be able to see now Black Panther, The Little Mermaid with, and she's seen, and the those princess are just two, and the frog. Prince like, and the Frog, and like go to Disney World when the ride is the Princess and the Frog. Right. That type of shit means something. Right. It shouldn't be this weird thing of that's that's not how it. No, like it took us all these years to get a Black Little Mermaid, a Black Spider Man, a, come on, a Black fucking Stormtrooper in Star Wars. Like it's. It's been too long, and I think it's people, instead of just saying, like we were talking earlier, I'm racist, or I don't want the Little Mermaid to be black, I want to be white. Just say that. Just say that. Say that so that we can ignore you, but they, they, they try to bury it in, in what they feel like is logic. Right. They will listen to their talking points. I'm like, girl, I don't care. Your logic about a Disney movie? It's a red, <laughs> it's a red lobster singing under the sea, like Literally. You know, in a fucking Jamaican accent. And I feel like they had a white person playing Sebastian at the, at, at, in the in the original. For I, sure, like 
For sure. Shut up, dog. Like, get the fuck over it. I got black nieces. Yeah. I'm be taking them niggas to go see Little Mermaid. I don't give a mother fuck. And I love Halle Bailey. Representation. You know that's Chloe's sister. I know. I, well, she was singing at the... Remember I called you last week when I was watching the game? At the Super... Uh, not Super Bowl. She was. She sang opening day. Right. And she the, sang down. Yeah, she did good. And that's the thing. It's like, maybe they cast her because... She's talented, and the script calls for oh, someone wow, <laughs> who can hit these notes. And wow. maybe there wasn't a white actress that could do it. You mean maybe, black people are talented? I mean, I'm not going to, you know, say we're not, but I will say that I feel like every decade of music, film, sport, the top person has never been white. Speak on it. Like, I'm just, I literally was listening to Michael Jackson earlier today, and I was like, okay, king of the 80s right there. Who was the king of the 90s? Fuck, I guess it would have to be Biggie, Tupac. Sure. Somebody, 2000s, Jay-Z, you know, like shit, Drake, Lil Wayne, Kanye, Beyonce. Beyonce the motherfuck, like. LeBron, Kobe, Shaq. Like. So you girls can continue to be mad. I will be buying two adult tickets yeah. and two child tickets to go see The Little Mermaid at 7 p.m. Just on let, opening night. Yes, <laughs> let black people be great and stop hating. It's and not, let black people be mermaids. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in there with my fucking King Trident like Triton. Oh, down. <laughs> we, we, I might like wear like something that has fish gills on it <laughs> in that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, R. Kelly's <laughs> major switch. R. Kelly. R. Kelly's gonna go. R. Kelly is going to prison, even though he's already in prison. Mm-hmm. Um. He, I don't really feel like reading a, an article because I don't want to spend too much time on her. But, like, <laughs> she got convicted of, like, six counts of child pornography or something like that. Of, it was, like, like six level. of, like, nine, wasn't it? It was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, like, the nigga is already serving, what, 30 years? 40 yeah, years? something like that. So, they're about to throw the book at him. And I know that, this, that they did this on purpose because... <laughs> They're like, we need to make sure that you don't hit 90 and then some kind of way make it out of jail. They're about to throw another 40 years on his black ass, maybe a life, a life sentence or two, and they'll call him quits. Um, good riddance to the good doll. <laughs> Step in the name of probation. And the funniest shit about this is how do you go to jail when you're already in prison? <laughs> Literally. It's ridiculous. Um... God, what the fuck? Oh, I feel like a lot of shit has been going on. I just have not been, like, majorly tapped in. Yeah, we had two major topics. We had two big ones. Um, um, oh, God. What the fuck else has been going on? Any new music? Um, I have not heard any new music. Literally nothing. Uh, oh, fuck. The Emmys happened. Which I, I Oh, fucking Jimmy Kimmel. He ruined your girl's moment. You know I was pissed off. He ruined her moment. So, um, the Emmys took place, uh, what was this, Sunday? Maybe, I was watching football. It actually might have been before then. Uh, the Emmys took place on Monday. Okay. And um, I was not watching, but I was checking Twitter constantly because I knew that I needed to see two things happen. <laughs> I needed to see Quinta Brunson win something 
for Abbott Elementary. I needed to see her win Best Lead Actress or Best Writing or Best Directing, something. She had to get something. And I also had to see my good mother, Cheryl Lee uh, Ralph, win Best Supporting Actress. And bitch, do you know something? Both of them took home the gold, right? Quinta Brunson won for Best, what was it? Was it Directing or was it Writing? Quinta Brunson won Best Writing for a Comedy Series for Abbott Elementary, and Cheryl Lee Ralph uh, won for Best Supporting Actress in a, in a Comedy Series. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph's uh, acceptance speech, I was sobbing. <laughs> I was weeping hard tears watching watching her fucking win, win that Emmy. And then I kind of had got off Twitter and then seen that Quinta won, and then I thought, well... I'll see what her what her uh, acceptance speech speech looks like like in 10 to 15 minutes or whatever. And then I looked back on Twitter and it was like, "Oh, Jimmy Kimmel's tr trending." And I was like, "What happens? Like what's going on? He's always <laughs> in some mess. He's always doing something stupid." So I look at Quinta's fucking um at her acceptance speech and like I feel like I couldn't really focus on it because when she goes up there to accept the award, I guess Jimmy Kimmel's already up there. And he falls to the ground as though he has fainted. And he lays at her feet face up during the entirety of her fucking acceptance speech. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Quinta Brunson from the internet, we all know her. You either know her from Vine, you know her from BuzzFeed, you know her from YouTube. But you know who the fuck Quinta Brunson is if you were raised on the internet like the rest of us were. Of course, the internet queen Quinta Brunson had her moment stolen by some goofy-looking white man in a tacky black suit. <laughs> no, fuck Jimmy Kimmel, because he did blackface in 06, and nobody talks about it. I was going to say, honestly, I have no idea what he's famous for. He's a talk show host. That's it. But he's always just done talk. He's just... Well, I think he did things beforehand, but the things he did beforehand were blackface. Literal blackface. So, like, oh. anytime his name trends, I'm like, he's he's done some stupid shit. Because it wouldn't be the first time at an award show that he said or did something that made black people very uncomfortable. Like, Kimmel is weird. Weird. Now, I do know that Quinta Brunson and Jimmy Kimmel have somewhat of a friendship, kinship, relationship kind of a thing going on where they're kind to one another. He's been very supportive of her career this entire time. I'm sure he felt like there was a, a tinge of familiarity there. And I, I'm also sure that he felt like, well, this will cut down on her nerves if I can get the attention off of her and just have it be a goofy little moment. And in the acceptance speech in and of itself, you don't actually see Jimmy Kimmel on the floor the whole time. Yeah. They cut to where it's just, like, her from, like, oh, the knee up, pretty but much. But all the pictures from out in the crowd. Or him are... very blatantly on the floor. And then also, regardless of if there are cameras or not, yeah, all of her peers are in the room yeah. watching her do this while Kimmel is at her feet. So I saw someone asked her about it, and she's like, she didn't seem phased by it, and she didn't seem bothered. And she was like, yeah, I'm literally going on a show, like, tomorrow, so I'll be able to talk oh, with him God. about it. But she didn't seem bothered. But I see it from – it was on Twitter or something where someone was like, 
this was this girl's moment. Come on. This is her moment. This is something she's worked for, worked towards for all these years. Years. And it's ruined because her pictures that she'll get literally gonna have Jimmy Kimmel just laying there. And it's like, why? Like, I get if y'all are cool, like, okay, you want to, you know, be supportive of your friend, whatever. No, but talk to me first. Yeah. Don't or, just do Or shit. literally just stand, like, off to the side and be like, hey, I'm here. Like, we're good. You can eat. I can even see it, like, if Quinta was like, I'm really nervous, Jimmy, can you stand right next to me? Or, Jimmy, can you lay on the floor? Like, yeah. if she told him, hey, I need you to do this so that I'm not as nervous, I could see that. Quinta Brunson was fine. Like, she well, was yeah. doing fine up there. She has one of the most successful shows of all time with one fucking season. And is that is that an actual stat? Well, no. Or I, are you a fan? No, like <laughs> what I'm saying is like critically speaking, it has received a lot of accolades. Like okay. people go up for Abbott Elementary. Okay. I adore that program, not even just as an educator, but just as like that shit is funny. Like I don't know if you've watched Abbott Elementary. It is so fucking funny to watch uh-huh. and so smart. Like, Quinta Brunson is a fucking genius, which is a word that I feel like people don't give to women a whole lot. You call black, you call men geniuses most of the time, right? Yeah. You rarely ever call women geniuses, particularly black women. Quinta Brunson is a fucking genius and is one of the best comedy writers of all time. I'll stand ten toes down on that one, right? That's what a lot of people have been saying. From no, what I've been seeing, they're like, she's, she's sickening. Yeah. Like, she's very, very talented, and it was really just so... Ugh, to see this nigga laid out on the floor like that. And I'm like, of course, because Jimmy Kimmel is not even funny on his own. Like, his show, I will say, um, what I know of Jimmy Kimmel, I know what he looks like, and I know that he does, like, the, like, going on the streets of L.A. and being, like, asking kids, like, stupid shit. Like, stupid. Do you, you know, whatever it may be. I can't think of no white people's stupid questions to ask kids. <laughs> um, but it's funny, right? Right. Um, but for, for, for that moment, yeah, I felt from what I saw, cause I didn't watch the Emmys. Um, but I did feel like her moment was a little bit, not even tainted, but it was kind of taken it was from her. Yeah. And I mean, not to try and bring it back to black people, but, um, have you noticed how Will Smith and Chris Rock, how that was in the news for months, 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 months. And Jimmy Kimmel does this to her, and it was literally, like, it's not trending at all anymore. It was a two-second thing, because white people are allowed to just do whatever, whatever the black fuck they want to whatever. do with no consequences, right? Meanwhile, we have to be at this high fucking standard. So, yeah. first off, shouts out to Quinta Brunson and fucking Shirley Ralph. You deserved, and yes. you ate. Also, um, at the Emmys, Zendaya won uh, for Best Lead Actress Wait, is <laughs> in a drama. <laughs> Wait, is did uh, Keenan host the Emmys? I don't know. Because I saw him. It was some awards show, Keenan Thompson, and he mm-hmm. made a joke. And he was like, Zendaya, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. He goes, you're 26. In Hollywood, that means oh, you're, yes, I did see that. you're young enough to play a high schooler, but, but too, old too old to, old to date, date Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> Which is funny. It's hilarious. But it also is factually true. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, you, there actually someone made like a data chart some months ago. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio has never dated anybody <laughs> who was over the age of 25. Yeah. 
which is getting kind of weird considering <laughs> the nigga is in his 50s now. Right. Uh, Zendaya is the first black woman to win the Emmy for lead actress in a drama series twice and the youngest two-time winner of any Emmy in history. I don't know if you watched Euphoria at all. So she's won it two years in a row for Euphoria? Oh, yeah. She won for the first season and then won for this one. Damn. Zendaya, I know you don't watch super popular shows like that. Euphoria is saved by the acting. The yeah. writing, garbage. Directing, garbage. The only two things that save that shit are the acting and the cinematography. Zendaya gets up in front of that camera weekly and goes to work. Okay. She acts her black ass off. And so I knew that she had to win because even though I have a lot of shit to say about Euphoria, Zendaya is not a problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zendaya be acting. Okay. So congrats to my sister. We love you very, very much. Yeah, and that's awesome. also, she's gorgeous. Um, God, I feel like there's not a whole lot else. Um, shit. Yeah, so the Emmys happened. PNB passed. Um, a woman named Kalela, who you don't, I'm sure you do not know about or listen to. She's an R&B singer, like alternative electronic R&B. Mm-hmm. Is coming back with a new album after like, oh, 2017 to now is what, five years? She's been away for five years. Uh, she put out one of the best albums of 2017. Actually, one of the best R&B albums of all time, Take Me Apart. And she straight up disappeared. And she's back um, with a new something or other, which is very exciting. Also, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I, was the, talk, I found another thing we could talk about, too. Go ahead. Um, but no, we'll talk about Atlanta because I, I want to talk on that, too. So uh, season four of Atlanta, which is the final season of the program, is premiering actually tonight at the time of recording. Um, Jack has his football games. <laughs> I have Atlanta. So like I'll be watching Atlanta tomorrow. I have a lot of like I have a lot of things both positive and negative to say about Atlanta, but I will always say that every every year I'm I'm locked in. Like every season I'm always yeah. like I want to see what Donald Glover does with this. Yes. Like yes, there are things that I do not particularly enjoy about every aspect of the show, but I think in general the show is quite interesting to watch and I also have this thing of like Okay, so, like, white people have been running media for quite some time, decades, centuries. And they get to make any piece of shit that they want. Yeah. And it'll be critiqued, and it'll be praised, and it'll be all these different things. But you still are just kind of allowed to make shit or allowed to make something that is kind of, you know, off-putting if you are a white person. Donald Glover's Atlanta has a lot of moments where I am like, Oh, this is hot. This is kind of homophobic. Oh, this is kind of transphobic. Oh, this is kind of weird. Like, why are all these light skinned women like in the shit? And then when the dark skinned women come on screen, like they're always ghetto. Like, why? Like, there's there's things that I have to say about it. But I'm also like, yo, black people only have so many shows. We had Insecure Forever. That's off now. We had Lovecraft Country. That's off now. We only basically have Atlanta now. Rap shit. The Shy, maybe a couple other programs, right? Right. And while I am always here for a critique. Oh, don't forget about all the, uh, the what's the one 50 Cent does? Power. Yeah. 
I'm always here for a good critique. I like discussing media. I mean, I went to school to study media, so like I always enjoy talking about it and like the ways that it could be better. But I'm always like, y'all don't let black people make anything no. without having this huge... And when I say y'all, I mean other black people. Don't let black people make anything without having this huge fucking mic- microscope on it about how it's hashtag problematic and it's all these different isms and different things like that. And I'm not saying that Atlanta don't have its moments where I'm like... <laughs> However, we don't have a lot. So... I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. Because it's honestly still a very good show. It's really trippy. It can be really funny in moments. It can be really dark in moments where I'm like, fuck, like, did he just kill himself on camera? But it's a good show. And as a nigga who grew up listening to Childish Gambino in high school, I'm really fucking proud of Donald Glover. Yeah. He's kind of a cornball. That whole, oh, I interviewed myself thing was really fucking corny. But Atlanta's a good show. So blow it out of your monkey ass. (laughs) Like, get over yourselves. I'm excited for it. I just hope the final episode actually, like... Wraps it up. Wraps it up. Yeah. I feel like all of the seasons have always had, like, a finale that's just kind of like, okay, like, (laughs) what does this mean? (laughs) And maybe there is a... There probably is some deeper meaning. Yeah. But I hope this one's... It's the final, like... Y'all aren't going to get another season or not doing another season. Right. Make it make sense. Yeah, like, and I, one of the reasons I like Atlanta is because you do not necessarily need to have seen any of the episodes individually to get the story, to, like, understand what's happening in one episode or another. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there is a narrative arc sometimes, but, like, particularly with this third, its last third season, niggas was just in Europe doing shit the whole time. Yeah. But I enjoy a, a show about nothing where I can just be like, oh, okay, like, this was really fun to watch. Oh, like, I like that they did this. I didn't like how they did that or whatever. Like, Atlanta is interesting because it doesn't, like, do this. You have to have seen every single episode right. of it to understand it. Now, you do get rewarded as a viewer if you have seen them because they'll put little Easter eggs in episodes that's like, oh, right. that calls back to such and such. Or... Funny thing that happened in season one, I believe, of Atlanta. There's a scene in which they go to a a Juneteenth, like, cocktail party. And Donald Glover's character, um, Earn, is, like, talking to some white man who's, like, way too into black culture. And in the background of the scene, there's this, there's the album cover of Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love, just sitting in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never addressed, it's never touched or anything like that, and it's a thing of, like, after the album came out, it was like, oh, shit, he put the album cover in the show just for us to kind of peep a little bit. Right. So I, I enjoy Atlanta. I think it's fun, and I'm excited to see how it ends. Yeah. And it's- then I'm excited for Donald Glover to be quiet. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, no, he talks too much, and, like, as soon as, whenever it's not music, like I said, he's he's really, really fucking corny. Like, he, he says shit that I'm like, dog, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he, he can be very, uh, like, very egotistical. He can be very, like, artsy-fartsy, and it's like, dog, oh, see, what are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? 
You're not making any sense, and you know that you're not, and you're intentionally not making sense because yeah. you think it's cute. <laughs> so, like, tell them how you really feel. It's and again, you know how I am. It's like if I even if I like something, yeah. I still talk shit about it. Yeah. Like because it, I feel more than one way about anything that I consume. You know what I mean? Right. These Doritos are good. <laughs> they also could be spicier. You know what I mean? Like, totally fine. This drink, good flavor. Way too strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've kind of squeezed it. <laughs> yeah, week. we got to give the review of these drinks. So man. let's we go gotta... on to Jack and Daiquiri reviews or at the bar. Um, again, we're drinking uh, a cocktail called Raising Atticus. This is by a woman named Jessica. What is her last name? Uh, Jessica Moncada Conte. Um, this is from the Black Foods cookbook that I uh, was gifted a couple months back. Uh, the, our last episode's uh, cocktail, the fucking vermouth spritz, was also from that. What do you think of the Raising Atticus? Um, way better than last week. Way better. Strong. Strong. It is a drink that you make at, you know, 5 o'clock when y'all start your you know cocktail hour. And you'll probably finish it around 8 maybe nine because it's a it's a sipping drink this is not meant to be chugged this is not meant to um god bless you be rushed Mm -mm. this is this is a sipping drink um i like it i think that the flavors are perfect shout out daiquiri for mixing it up um yeah it's good it's it it reminds me of like we all we need now is like cigars Mm -hmm. and um we'd be successful well i mean we're already successful black men that's correct but um we would just be older successful black men yeah i am so what i'll say about this drink first and foremostly is i cannot continue to just buy all these random alcohol products yeah this nigga y'all should have seen us in the liquor store one bottle was like 70 dollars no quite literally and daiquiri goes hey i mean we got to put some money into this, right? And I looked at this nigga and I was like, okay. <laughs> put it in the cart. The next one we get like $30. And Daiquiri looks at me and I look at him. And I'm the voice of reason. I'm like, there's no way that we can find these exact same things a little bit cheaper. And he's like, hey, it's what the recipe calls for. And I was like, okay. It's what you have to do so, sometimes. So we get it. We leave the store. $100. Here the total. And we both look at each other. hundred fucking dollars. And we're like, okay. I was immediately like, <laughs> I will never be doing this. We got to again. the parking lot. Daiquiri goes, you know what? I don't think we're going to be doing this again. I think we need to find recipes that we could do that with stuff we either already have. Right. Or like. <laughs> like I like making cocktails. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of fun as a little bartender. And I do. It's cool to see like the finished product. Yeah, you know, and it, you know, especially when they turn out well. Yeah, like last week's, I was like, mother fuck, I bought this vermouth for nothing. <laughs> but this one, I'm like, it's a nice little sipping drink. It yeah. has um like a lot of really no, uh, good notes of like cinnamon in it. Yeah, I'll be having this the whole the whole game. This will be me. It's got a little fruity aftertaste to it. Um, well, imagine if we would have put that uh grapefruit. Around it. the yeah, like it 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 has some really really good flavors on it. There's a lot of heat to it. This gives of, me gives me very much like Black Family 
Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. like my family, we do my mom's side for sure. They love like good like mixed drinks or right. wines, things like that. And this to me feels like something that they would have there to be like, oh, yo. You young people don't know nothing about this. You know, like my uncle right. being like in the corner, like, oh, yeah, this is that, you know. It's a very, very good, good. stiff, like, I am drinking this because I'm part of the Italian mafia. Yeah. Daiquiri has a full beard now from all the hair he's grown oh, from yeah. drinking this drink. And my chest is hairy as fuck now. <laughs> I look like a fucking gorilla about chest now. So I honestly really enjoy this cocktail. Now, it is, again, it my head is, like, kind of starting to ring a little bit. <laughs> I have been trying to hold it together the best I can, but it, it you're is doing like, great. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. I am really warm about the body right now, and even nodding my head yes is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about how much we actually had in there. We both have put a pretty nice dent into it. Yeah, and like. I'm not a bitch. I'm going to finish the drink. Yeah. Now, I might have to put it in a sippy cup and take it back home. (laughs) But I honestly, I would give this four daiquiris out of five. Like, this is kind of sickening. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'd make it again. I would would drink it again. I would honestly give it a five out of five because the flavor is good. It's strong. But, I mean, it's alcohol. We're not drinking, you know, fruit juice. Right. Um, This is a grown man drink. Yeah, this is some grown man shit over here. Um, but yeah, I like it. I give it a five out of five. Work. Um, also, the drink, um, every like recipe in the Black Foods Cookbook um, comes with like all these different stories and poems and things like that. So uh, the story behind this drink, it's actually inspired by uh, Lovecraft Country, which is a show that aired on ah. HBO, I think 2019, 2020, yeah, yeah. Um, which is very about very much about like Deep South, um, like black mythical traditions and things like that, and it it tastes like fucking New Orleans to me. Like, yeah, it tastes like Bourbon Street. You, t- you this is one of those like you sit on the porch, very and y'all just that, chill, very that. You know, um, I don't know necessarily that I'll put the entire recipe on the Instagrams, but I will be like, like by the time you have seen, you have heard this this show. I will have already posted the drink on our story and said what the drink was. So if you'd like to, um, if you'd like to recreate the Raising Atticus, I suggest you buy the Black Foods Cookbook. I'll share the recipes for recipes uh, that I find online or in video games or ones that weren't made by Black people. Um, but since this one is like a crafted drink by a Black person, I really do want the listeners to go out and be able to support like actual tangible Negroes. Yes. Um, with that, uh, the lights are coming up. The bar is closing. We do have to go home. Uh, we thank you for joining us on another episode of the Jack and Daiquiri show. We promise that next time you come back, we'll have more rounds on you, more stiff drinks and more mermaids. Have a good night, everyone.